You guessed that was Mr. Loverman by Shabba Ranks, then you win the Danish and O'Neill Name That Song contest. Yes, grand prize for winning the contest is we come over and kick you in the cunt. So come on over. Uh, if you're a man, we'll make you tuck your sack <laughs> we'll kick, and we'll kick you there. We'll kick you in a cunt of your choice. Welcome to episode uh, 33 of the Danish and O'Neill podcast, the Larry Bird episode, number 33 from Terre Haute, Indiana, O'Neill's old stomping ground. Where does the time go? Oh, before Just, we get started, I want to address, uh, Sure. recently it came to my attention that there was a review, it was a one star, and it said that this review is being held hostage until Steve O'Neill comes on. I want to let the person that wrote that know right now that the Danish O'Neill podcast does not negotiate with terrorists, so you can go fuck yourself. You can keep that one star all you want, because we will not cave. We do not. We are not here for your entertainment. Well, we are here for your entertainment, <laughs> but we, we will do- not negotiate with terrorists. You hold it hostage all you fucking want. All it's going to do, it's going to keep us from putting out anything Steve O'Neill has done. And it acts do. like you, you you act like we're not trying. We're trying to get Steve O'Neill. I can't force a grown man, a, a man a as, loose wild, as wild as Steve O'Neill to do something that he doesn't want to do. Hey, we're trying, buddy. But how about you give a little f, little five star review for guys who are giving their free time to you <laughs> for nothing? Anyhow, <laughs> we shout out. Let's we only do this for reviews. Let's let's give a shout out where it's deserved, not to that terror that podcast terrorist. Yeah. Uh, Jerry McFly's lady. Jerry McFly is from the 209, Stockton, California. Oh, yeah. His father went to high school with Matt Roloff from Little People Big Dude, World. Dude, this guy, I almost think this guy... He might be catfishing us. It's it's unbelievable. He Next thing you know, he's going to say that... Uh, Seagal may be his he uncle. He used to take shooting... His, oh, his brother used to take shooting lessons from Steven Seagal. Well, uh, Jerry McFly's lady, Kat, I uh, had a little Twitter back and forth with Jerry and his lady. Uh, they said that we need to head up to the San Francisco area to watch the oh, big fight with this them. They offered us a room to stay in. Yeah, they, I said we we're going to all shower together, and they seemed to be down with it. So, Well, I'll wait till you guys get done showering, and then I'll just go shower by myself. And then I apologize. I, I did not. I thought I made note of the name. There's a housewife. Her name is like... Nancy the housewife at Twitter at Nancy the housewife and she said she needs those 40 minutes of uh, lost Bushman footage before the kids uh, will ever, before no. her kids totally ruin her life so oh. well, well we'll get you how about we get you a new 40 minutes at some point in the future because those 40 minutes will never get back they're lost forever we're gonna get we're gonna get Bush back it'll be more than 40 minutes so hey if it, uh, listen uh, what is it how uh, I forget her name well whatever. listen um, House, call her housewife whoever you are um, if it makes you feel any better it was probably the greatest 40 minutes <laughs> in Bushman history and we can only say that because it will never be heard <laughs> it was pretty good it got into Hawaii Bruce Willis and Tears of the Sun. Oh, some guy keeps getting on my ass. Uh, he noticed, uh, terrorist, that he hey. did not give a one-star review, but he just made a simple request. And since he made a simple request, and I think this man's a good guy, he probably gave a five-star review. I'm going to honor that request. That's how things work around here. What he said, it? hey, Danish, 
Uh, you did an impression of your grandfather once on uh, last yeah, podcast. Yeah, I already told you about this. You told me, yeah. Called yeah. Erection Town. Yeah. How about you do it? And I haven't done it up until now. Uh, this- what? Before you do it, let's make it organic. Okay. Let's you- pop it in organically. I feel like this guy is calling you. You're not a dancing monkey. Why don't you just incorporate it in organic? I, I don't know. I just wanted to get it out of the way because I don't know how I'm going to do it organically. All right, but now it's almost like, <laughs> here we go. I'll fit it in before the yes. end of the episode. How about that? I like that idea better than <laughs> you're just going to do the impression. Because I think it should be befitting of a segment where we're that we may be working on. Because this is... Uh, the Larry Bird episode, number 33. We have Larry Bird news? Uh, I have some animal stories that I really think we need to get to. Oh, man. And one of them is one I teased from last week, and it's a story. <laughs> is it horse fucking? It's going to be hard hitting. <laughs> we, may, we may have to, I'll, I'll preface it first, but let's first get to this story about birds. A lot of people sent me this story when it came out, uh, I think two, three weeks ago, and I just haven't been able to get to it. Birds but, as in uh, British for chicks? Nope. Okay, Talking real actual. birds of prey. A lot of people saw this, and they sent oh. it in honor of Steve O'Neill. The Dutch are using, baldy, or oh, using eagles to attack drones. Yes, I love it. I fucking love it. And they should. There's uh, A lot of people are saying, and I agree, Look up in the skies, everybody, because it's gonna be, it's gonna be uh, uh, not far in the future. We said, I remember when the skies were blank and there weren't fucking drones flying everywhere with dildos and and discman and Dude, whatever other soon, bullshit they're delivering. The drone will just fly into your house. They'll have a pussy on it. It'll just fuck you and then leave while you're wearing a virtual reality fucking mask. So the Dutch national police are worried about either drone warfare or just people using drones illegally. They're training eagles to take down the drones. Now, here's my thing about that. Uh, why don't you? I mean, isn't it just easier to shoot them out of the air? I think they're going for style points. I mean, it's it, what's more American than the bald eagle? They're beating us at our own game, and they know that ours well, are endangered. Bald eagles. Well, here's a picture. Dude, bald eagles aren't endangered anymore. <laughs> they're like in every state now. So we can start fucking them again. Uh, if you're Native American, you can kill a certain number of them every year. Wow. Native without Amer- repercussions. If we have any Native American listeners, do your due diligence what? and get out there and kill some hey, bald no, eagles. Invite the Native O'Neill on a bald eagle hunt. Can we take part or we can just watch? Dude, I wouldn't mind some bald eagle breasts. Like say I know, say uh, the Klitzmacker. Say our listener, the Klitzmacker, who's Native something American. Something tells me that guy might be hunting bald eagle as we speak. But like, say I went with him and he's Native American. Can I take one of his tags as my own? Or it is... You can't even possess a feather. Oh, You'll go to prison. That sucks. You'll get fucked in the ass because there's not a lot of street cred that comes with bald eagle it's paraphernalia. Weird. The feathers I use to tickle women's nips are only bald eagles and they get off on the rarity i have a bald eagle dildo wow yeah. what is it the talon it's just the head and the beak it's doesn't, a little, it's a little sound, sharp a little pointy doesn't sound comfortable yeah well you got to find the right woman a lot of people are bitching that they think that uh these birds aren't equipped to handle drones <laughs> yeah, i don't think they are either they think the, uh, <laughs> why don't you just they think they'll damage the talons but the dutch police say <laughs> they so got stupid they got thick talons they can handle it Dude, why don't they just shoot them? I don't get it. Like, I don't get 
what's the benefit of having an eagle? You, it takes a lot of time to train it. You could get a high-powered rifle and snipe these things out of the air all day long. I don't know if you know what, this. What, the, do you, what, what are they going to do? Just let them go free and hunt down fucking drones? The Dutch rank last in the world when it comes to marksmanship. That's not true. It is true. By the way, you want to see some marksmanship, you watch the new Real Sports. There's a motherfucker on there who is an archery champion, and he has no arms. What's he shooting with? His dick? His feet. Okay. And his chin does the release. Dude, What's, it's amazing. Are you sick right now? You sound yeah. a little uh, congested. I am sick. Well, f- all week I was fighting something off. Well, feel better. I've been drinking root beer. Root beer beer. Root beer beer? Isn't that uh, repetitive? Well, I mean, root beer isn't real beer, but this is real beer. Why? What it's does root that beer do? beer. What does that do? I don't know. I'm just telling you that. That's okay, what I was drinking that, all day. I thought that uh, would had something to do with your illness. but it had No, nothing. I was it, sick, it, but I was just was drinking just, root beer. That was beer. just fun information you wanted to share. Have you ever had... If, do you like root beer? I do like root beer. Well, I'll tell you what. This tastes just like root beer, but it's 5.9% alcohol. Maybe I'll drop a scoop of vanilla ice cream good. in there, make a little root beer beer float. It's already been done. A root beer squared float. Yeah. Who did it? My special lady friend. Okay. She loves her some root beer floats, so now it's a root beer beer float. Well, it's a random piece of information. You want to know another random piece Let of me, information? Well, first of all, for, well, let's finish up this. Before I get the to the Eagle controversial drone. story. Okay. Well, first of all, is the Eagle drone, it makes no sense, and they're fucking more. This is like having a Lamborghini as a police car. Is this it's you? It's just idiotic. Is this you rebelling against your father? No, I because this is what he would do. I'm all for falconry, uh, <laughs> even illegal falconry. But this is just stupid. Is it true that your father once trained falcons to snatch women's jewelry, it's necklaces, and earrings? It's not true. <laughs> That's not true. I think the Dutch might be working on but that. But he did. If you had a, a loaf of sourdough and you're walking out of the supermarket, Eagle would take it right out of the bag. It's ironic that. Uh, well, I won't say where he lives, but. There is an irony to the name of where <laughs> Yeah, we don't need any. Uh, I saw a story on MSN, and uh, sometimes you see a headline <laughs> on there, and you want to probe a little deeper. By the way, MSN credited with the majority of our horseshit stories. What's good now is, is that people get shit. people have a feel for what the Danish and O'Neill like. So Mo Barbara's been basically on a vacation. A lot, a lot of these are is listener. She's still on the payroll because I'm cutting her off. A lot of these are listener-based stories. Uh, they know what we like. A lot, sometimes someone will fail. Some one time a guy sent me a story and he wanted you to get. He thought you were going to get upset. What was about, it? It was like I was like, why would he get upset about that? Uh, it was a guy who plays for the University of Florida basketball team, and he has one hand, and he made his first three pointer. I was like, he would probably. Why would I get mad? I didn't like, get this it. I inspirational. Said would, I would say, hey, this. I I knew that. <laughs> it's inspirational. <laughs> he tweeted me, and I was like, that's not going to do. Do you think I hate people? I don't know why. Disabilities. I, I don't know why I thought it would upset you. If you listen, you always hear me rave about anything I watch on Real Sports about people overcoming adversity. Well, here's uh, such a story. So I see a story on MSN, and it says the headline what, is... What time is it when you uh, find this? Morning? Morning or early afternoon, I believe. It wasn't today, but it was about a 68-year-old woman who had an MMA fight. <laughs> and so naturally, I'm like, I'm, cur- I'm curious. 68-year-old woman MMA fight. I'll click that clickbait. So I click it, and it's one of those shitty, like, talking head shows that, like, I don't even know what, like, you know, MSN yeah. lifestyle guy or whatever. Entertainment Tonight. Just some guy's like, hey, everybody, whoa, 68-year-old woman. And so he starts talking about it, 
And, and this guy is like going crazy how great this woman is and, and what a, even though she didn't win, what a great effort. So I'm like, I'm going to find this fight because this guy's really talking her up. So I watched this fight. And it was, this is how I would describe the fight if it was a U-porn clip. 68-year-old Bush woman gets absolutely fucking whipped by a hot 24-year-old Asian. This lady did, like threw like one punch. Why did she, why would they even uh, put a fight like that together? She, her thing was like, they had an interview from her before, the, like in the clip I saw, and it was like, I'm, I'm going out here to prove that age is just a number, and she got fucking... No, it's not. You just got your shit, your <laughs> shit pushed in, lady. They claimed she was a great kickboxer. She threw like three punches. The other lady clinched her, threw her on the ground, and then fucking ground and pounded her so thoroughly that the ref had to step in after about 10 seconds. <laughs> great effort. She almost knocked. Hey, I got news for you. Age isn't just a number. Especially when it comes to combat sports, lady. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is, what's her kickboxing pedigree? She was the 1950s champ, world champion? I don't know. Maybe she's an old Seagal. Uh, maybe she trained with Seagal at the Mexican restaurant with the dishwashers. Dude, I don't know. that's horse shit. Yeah, she got in there. I don't know if her thinking is like, I'm so old that I'm not scared of brain trauma because I know it's coming anyway with my age. She knew she was just going to get whipped. I mean, it was it was literally, I think, a Dude, minute long. Plus, fight. that chick was probably like told, like, just take her down. She took her down, and then like you could tell, like, was hitting her pretty hard, you know, but wasn't like trying to, end, you know what I mean? Nobody like wants to beat a sixty eight year old. Yeah, and like she got up and like didn't really even celebrate what, that hard because it was where like, was this held? It was in Colorado. It looked like some shithole. <laughs> the, the lady, so what's backyard? The Asian chick what? was basically wearing yoga pants. Like that was her out, like her fight no outfit. Was this in Dada Five Thousands backyard? I it looked like it should have been. Who let the sixty-eight year old? Dude, that's ridiculous. There are people You're there to watch kill somebody. She she looked like. I'm uh, sure I'd go there to watch. I'd be like, hey, come on down to Bob's backyard. Uh, it's gonna be free hot dogs and watch a sixty-eight-year-old woman get their shit beat out of her by a twenty-four-year-old hot Asian. I describe her as uh, a sixty-eight-year-old Laurie Petty. She had a gray flat top. She got. She was there. 115 pounds. Both her and the other woman. What was her finishing move? The scissor. Uh, her fini- scissor her finishing dude. move was laying on her back with a bad cut uh, on her head and doing nothing. And would she stand up and everyone cheered? Just said, "Hey, congratulations! She you followed it. through with it. Yay for your bucket list! You just got your ass whipped." You know what? I'm tired of this bucket list bullshit. <laughs> Fuck you and your fucking bucket list. Just because you go out and do it doesn't mean that you should. I could go out there and do an MMA fight and just get my fucking ass kicked. But you know what? I don't deserve applause. I don't give a fuck if you're 90. You do an MMA fight. Just because you show up doesn't mean shit. Not to mention, there are, certain, there are certain things that aren't meant for everybody. No. Like, not everyone needs to fight MMA, especially if you're over 60, if you're over 50 years old, I think it's safe to say. Maybe MMA is not going to happen for you. Uh, but basically, her bucket list was, I would like to one day go in there and get the shit beat out of me by somebody. Why don't you just do that in a parking lot of a bar or something? So I think all the, she likes the sanctioned fighting. 68-year-old, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Get another 68-year-old who wants to fight. Now, that's a fight I want to watch. Do you, I'm assuming she'll try to fight again. <laughs> Who's she going to fight? Maybe a rematch. Maybe she'll fight Kem Shamrock. Yeah, maybe she got knee in the pussy, and that's why. Dude, she got... Illegal knee. If you saw the MSN, you would have thought this lady had just put on the most unbelievable fight of all time. I, you know what? And it's ageism, and it's uh, disgusting, because it's discrimination. Because they're like, oh, look at you. Applaud, applaud. You're so old, but yet you 
fucking went in there and even though you got the shit beat out of you, congratulations. You're the best person ever. No, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. It's fucking bullshit. She got destroyed. I hope the Asian lady gets maybe like a uh, 64-year-old lady next time. Who takes the fight if you're 24-year-old? You're like, hey, your promoter comes up to you. I got the great fight for you. She's 68 years old. That lady better have a meth addiction who like needed that money, probably like $150. Do you think? Yeah, but it wasn't even that. You ain't getting $150 to fight a lady who's 68 years old. You're getting like a coupon to Chili's. You know how they, obviously this isn't like a commission fight, but you know how they like ban people if you get knocked out? Like if you're 68, they would like suspend you for like three years. Yeah, you're done. And dude, but then again, if you're 68 and you're fighting three years, that's not going to cut into your uh, fight life much. They say uh, the the gym at her nursing home though is one of the top uh, MMA it's, gyms in the country. Who trains this lady too? Oh, they had like they're like from Jim such and such. It was like people I've never heard of. It was like from Tony Tatachi's gym in Colorado. Dude, it'd be different if like let's say Boss Rutten at sixty eight went in and fought. He'd beat the fuck out of people. But like just some lady who been training at the Y or something. I don't fucking know. Like, you know what I mean? Like an accomplished guy. Like, I feel like Boss Rutten would still beat the fuck out of a 24-year-old at 68 years old. He would at least have a chance. He would have a good, yeah. Whereas this lady yes. had no chance. No. I. She, she, did she have any fighting? As soon as I saw her coming down, it, it looked like the current, the, what is he, Colonel from Full Metal Jacket. What's that guy's name? Looked like his sister, the head okay. guy. Who's yeah. like, how tall are you? You talking about the real one? What's the, his name in the movie, or no, what's his real name? The real name. Isn't it er- Ermes Franco? <laughs> no, what? No, it's... Uh, Bob Johnson? I don't know, some with an E. Are you ready for this controversial story? <laughs> okay. I'm nervous about it. Okay. <laughs> I skimmed this article, and it may be the craziest article we've ever discussed. <laughs> what? If at Hold any on. point we want to sure tap out on it. Okay, go ahead. If at any point we want to tap out on it, because it gets pretty in-depth. Let me take a deep breath. Okay. Uh, This is from a site called... This is from Chris, first of all, if people get upset. Keep in mind, Chris sent us to... (laughs) We have a last name on Chris. Ah, no. It's from a website called sickchirps.com. I've never heard of it, but I guess they took it from New York Magazine's Science of Us supplement yesterday. Is this like a dark web sort of article? This is is a a very strange story. Okay. It's an in-depth interview with a 42-year-old Canadian man who freely identifies as a zoophile and is attracted to female horses. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's currently in a five-year relationship a with five-year a ho- relationship. with a horse named Miss C, who he likes to refer to as sex, <laughs> Sexy Knickers with a, C, a CK. Whoa, I thought he's dropping head bombs. Sexy Knickers. Okay, what the fuck? And this is legal? Ah, uh, this interview. Whew. I looked through it, and it is something Did to Did he buy old. this horse? So let's just go through a point by point breakdown. I, I got to know: Is he fucking this horse? So we'll does get he, into it. Does he uh, eat the horse's pussy? It says, "When did you first realize you were attracted to horses? Do you have a horse uh, coming of age narrative?" Dude, don't fall. Dude, don't fall back into that. Zach Lunch has been banned from this studio for a while. Okay, what happened? Zach ran in here again. So uh, he, it's the guy wants to know how he got into this. Uh, he says the first time I saw a horse, I was seven years old. It was <laughs> what the fuck? Was, first of all, you weren't seven until you saw a horse. 
Most people see horses before they're seven years old. Well, this guy recalls it fondly. There was a carnival in the parking lot across the street from my house, and it had a parade of them walking around in circles. Oh, that was... Jesus. I begged my parents to let me go so I could ride the ponies, but when I got on a horse's back, I was absolutely horrified. I bawled my eyes out. I think I was bothered by how awful the situation was for them. All I did was go round and round. I could sense something about that in their attitude. Yeah, they ask him. Real real horse whisperer. Did they ask, did you experience sexual feelings? No, I was only seven. I started to notice horses in quotes that way when I was about 11 or 12. Everybody else was stealing their dad's Playboy magazines, but I had a book (laughs) called The Big Book of the Horse. Dude, it would make things a lot easier though, if you're young and you're, you just jerk it to horses. No one would question you. You go to the library, there's a million horse books. You could you could get magazines, you can rent yeah. Black Beauty on fucking VHS. That's straight up porn, You could man. go to the track with your deadbeat uncle. Oh, Secretariat, or what, what was that? Oh, uh, Seabiscuit. This guy must have just been loving it. So they say you're Playboy about that. He says, essentially, it was a very interesting book. Everything you ever wanted to know about horses. At the time, I didn't really think of myself as different or unusual. It was just what I was interested in. I wasn't going to go broadcast. Wait, wait, this guy didn't think he was different or unusual. No. It just something I was into. He just liked, you fucking idiot. He just liked horse books. Hey, you're out of your fucking mind. He liked horse books. At no point, this guy was like, <laughs> hey, am I, hey, am I the only guy in here loves Looking at horse pussy. Well, he would go to school a lot of times and say, who here likes jerking off to horse pussy? And a lot of the kids would raise their hands. And he goes, hey, I still didn't feel weird about it. He said, uh, I wasn't going to broadcast what I was doing, but I also wasn't thinking to hide. I feel like my sexual development was bang on. I just had a different... Was bang on? Just had a different effect. That's what he said. This guy was... <laughs> what the... So they ask, so the book aroused you. <laughs> Did you masturbate to the images of horses? Oh, Yes. And later, I'd go to pre-internet online dial-up forums, and that's where I came across bestiality porn. Oh, and I didn't. Oh. I, didn't re- I love literally pre-internet dial-up forums was all bestiality porn. <laughs> he I'm said, sure. He said I didn't realize it was abnormal at the time, but the comments attached to those pictures were all going on about how disgusting it was. I was 13. So that would be when I uh, was first aware that I was different. I grew up in the city, so I didn't have much access. I was always on the lookout for horses when I was traveling. I saw farms that I'd have loved to go explore, but they were never near my home. Sometimes I wonder if I just lacked the courage. <laughs> what a fucking <laughs> idiot. Dude, shoot this guy. Take him out and shoot him. This guy's, this guy's looking for farms. You think these horses want to get fucked by you? You fucking fuck. Right no, now. You are fucking horses against their will, man. By they the way, just, we're, we're not even, it's, it gets a lot well, dude, worse. Here's, here's it's going to get bad My problem soon. with it is that <laughs> horses don't want to get fucked by other species, you sick fuck. Like, what is this well, guy doing? We'll All see. Right, get in there. When we get into it, dude, we'll see about that. We're just scratching the surface. Trust me, it gets real bad. <laughs> Uh, it's, so it said, uh, did you have sexual feelings towards humans as well? No, not until later in high school when it came to be the expected thing, but I didn't get that close to anybody until I was about 20. So what was your, I can see why, (laughs) yeah, why that's a bombshell you want to drop on someone. I think when a chick comes home and you put a saddle on and you start feeding her oats and hay. Or you're like, Hey, you want to have a threesome? And she's like, yeah. And then you show up at a fucking stable. Might be a little, uh. A little your, bit of a red flag. A lot of your clothes have horse shit on them. 
<laughs> yeah, like, why does your dick smell like horse shit? And then she pulls out like a 50, oh. a 30 inch hair. She's like, who's this from? And he's like, that's from uh, Mrs. Ed. When you've got hay in your pubes, it might be a little bit of a problem. When your bedroom is hay and. Uh... Oh, God. So it says, what was your adolescence like? Did you experiment sexually? Before the age of about. <laughs> experiment sexually? Of course he did. I said, what the fuck? He just talked about jerking off the horse. The interviewer is being very polite to this guy. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> he said, we need to get that. Chris wanted us to get him on the show. I don't know how we would ever even contact this horse fucker. But I don't know if we want horse fuckers on the show as interviewees. I mean, this interview pretty much seems like it might be covering all the bases. He says, before the age of about 10. Also, uh, our budget doesn't really allow us to fly horse fuckers out. That's true. We have enough for Bushman beers and uh, maybe. That's about it. Yeah, we don't even have bus fare. He has to get his own bus fare. He says, before the age of about 10, there was no more than some, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Then it was pretty boring. <laughs> what? That's fucking. Was that with horses? I'm assuming this is with humans. Then there, it was pretty boring until high school. My interest was horses. At school, you could have called me asexual. It's not as if I didn't have friends or engage in activities, but I was a little nerdy and not at all athletic. Really, it seems shocking that this guy wouldn't be the huge, the star, of the quarter, the star quarterback, or like the fucking Mister Cool, reading his horse book in the corner. What, why did he dress up as like a horse mascot? He could have. I've always been somewhat overweight. I don't think I had uh, any more or less trouble with the in crowd than any other kid. I know a few people looked up to me for my abilities in math, science, and the fact that I was always one to help people. This guy seems extremely uh, well acclimated to his perversion and has a great outlook on his uh, his school life. Like, it seems like, hey, I was a decent guy. Well, it seems like he's very unapologetic for the horse fucking. Yeah, well, like I, I would imagine he... He's a very proud horse fucker. Nor he's not. He doesn't seem creepy. I mean, that's what makes it even more disturbing. Well, wait till we get to the... Uh, Did you date at all? Uh, I don't know if we need that. It said, as much as I later experimented with people, I was always sure I wanted horses. It was never a case. <laughs> it was never a case of I'm just giving this a try to see if I would prefer humans. This guy was a horse fucker through and through. <laughs> oh my uh, god! When was your first kiss? My first kiss was from a man named Mark. So he went for dudes. So this guy is all over the fucking dude. At some point, this guy was raped in a stable. <laughs> By somebody who somebody named Haas, somebody who <laughs> big made, Haas from Pawn Stars <laughs> could have been, dude. By some creepy big, fuck. big Haas, get over here, son. And he was looking at that horse while it had some. This guy, hey, big Haas, keep the chumley, keep this guy away from the horses, son. This guy likes women, he likes men, and he likes horses. You want to see what uh, went on with him and his boyfriend, Mark? Yeah, I would love uh, to. He was aware of my sexual preference and interested himself in dogs after a fashion. Oh. That was oh, about two whoa, months. Whoa, whoa. Dude, what, wait a second. This, these two motherfuckers? Oh, yeah. One, they're, they're, well, they're not motherfuckers. They're horse and dog fuckers. Dude, this is insane. It's a dog and pony What show. kind of fucking... <laughs> why don't they find this guy and take him out? Hey, Canadian listeners, this is on you. Yeah. This isn't in the U.S. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure we have our share of horse fuckers. Dude, what they need to do is have this guy's nuts crushed by a horse hoof and rid us of this fucking Are you saying they need to make him, a, make him a gelding? Dude, this guy goes, oh, yeah. How the fuck do you find a guy who's like, oh, yeah, I'm cool with it. By the way, I'm fucking dogs over on the side. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> this is insanity. It's the classic when Harry met Sally story. A lot has to do with the way you're reading it. It's very nonchalant. <laughs> Dude, I mean, this is the information I'm dealing with, man. Oh, man. Well, he, then he got into dog. Dude, what the fuck? Is oh, okay, go ahead. It's, we're not even at near the top of this. 
of the mountain. So that he says that was about two months after he lost his virginity. So he was about 22. In all honesty, I've never liked kissing men. Rough beards do not turn me on. I like how he's disgusted by that. Like that's a disgusting thought to him. And he's like, you know what does? Horses. Long whiskers that a horse face look. Also, I. <laughs> wow. You ready for this question? Yeah. Here comes Alex Trebek with the uh, Daily Double. So you had your first kiss when you lost your virginity. Did you lose your virginity to a horse or a human? Horse. A horse. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course it was a horse. <laughs> he said there must have been a lot of buildup. Oh, yes, the pressure builds and builds and builds. And losing your virginity is important. What the fuck? It's important? Listen to this. This is unbelievable. Oh, my God. And losing your virginity is important to becoming a, a real zoophile because you're joining a very select group of people like it's a fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, dude, this guy. Do they give you a leather is, jacket? What the fuck? You get a watch? Dude, this Welcome guy. Welcome to the fraternity. You, Here's our secret You handshake. bunch of fuck. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry you were born like this, but you're done. You shouldn't be in society. You shouldn't be allowed to exist. These animals don't want to be fucked by humans, you motherfuckers. Holy shit. This select group. Fuck your fucking <laughs> exclusive club. They say it's like the Navy SEAL. This guy's arrogant about his bestiality. He wanted to be in the group. This guy's like a fucking pedophile. The few, the proud, the horse fuckers. I mean, yeah, but this guy, <laughs> this encompasses a wide range of animals. He goes on to say, if you haven't actually done it, people wonder if that's your real sexuality. Oh, so <laughs> oh, so if you just if you if you haven't done so these guys are actually being like you pussy. We're not letting you in the group I until heard, you've done it. I heard it's a lot like when the undercover cops in the crack house they're like, "Go fuck that horse. Prove to me you're not a fucking cop." <laughs> what like, if you were an undercover cop and you went there and you had to do it because it was the biggest bust of your life, and then you liked it, and then you got in too deep, and they had to pull you out of the horse pussy. It, it'd be like Donnie Horse Dude, Prasco. That is this guy also saying like. Fuck you if you haven't fucked a horse or an animal. Like, you're not a true zoophile. zoophile. Zoofa. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. He says, so there's some hazing that goes on. Some hazing? What the <laughs> fuck is the hazing? <laughs> the fuck is the hazing? Hey, you know, they put some horse shit in your locker. I don't know what they do. <laughs> Would the hazing be forcing you to fuck the animal? They'll, they'll toilet paper your parents' uh, trees. They make you fuck like a, per- a human? I don't know what they do. Maybe they're like, what are you going to do? Go to prom, you sick fuck. You're not one of us. Get out of here. What a fucking... Jesus. Do they give these people's names? Is this... What is Canada? Why don't they arrest this guy? The Mounties, dude. This is illegal. The Mounties ride horses. They can't go near his property. This guy might be a Mountie. He said, I'd wanted to have the sexual experience as well as the street cred among my peers. (laughs) This guy's looking for street cred amongst his peers. Your fucking peers are these fucking pieces of shit. Fuck you, man. He says the zoo files I'd met online because they were my closest friends, really. Oh. So he wanted the street cred online. So here is where we get in. Here's where we get into dangerous territory. The question how did you find a sex partner? And this is where it starts to get. Ooh, boy. Strap, strap, Ooh, them, boy. strap yourselves in out there, I mean, ladies and gentlemen. Buckle up. It's about to get a little dark. Oh, man. So uh, this guy says, <laughs> I hope you got your waiters on because we're going through a real <laughs> load of shit here. One of my friends had access to a nice female pony, and he let me have sex with her. Dude, what the fuck? So his friend had basically... 
sex, like a sex slave. Aiding and abetting pony fucking. Oh, my God. She was a Shetland cross, and she had dorsal stripes, the black line across the spine, and that's something that's turned me on ever since. Oh, man. And it's about to get worse. (laughs) He says, what was it like? And it's going to get worse. (laughs) Oh, boy. My friend was there at the time, and he was holding her head. I don't even know if I can this. I feel like I'm... (laughs) Are you ready to tell? Dude, I don't... Keep going. I don't know what you want me to take. This is getting fucking crazy. (laughs) You can tell me. You can tap out whatever you want. I got to know, though. You've... It's what happened here. He said he didn't have to. I might start crying. He didn't have to hold the head. It's not like we were doing things that she wasn't enjoying. Oh, fuck you, you (laughs) fucking prick. No animal wants to get fucked by another species, you fuck. Dude, this guy should literally be stomped to death by everyone in Canada. They give this guy's real name or this is, did you use an alias? I don't know. Yeah, I think we should contact this guy and just tell him what a piece of shit he is. (laughs) Your exclusive fucking club. Uh, he said he was there to protect me. Oh my God. He had his back to me and he was holding the lead rope to make sure that she was okay. And also to prove that I'd actually done it. Oh, did I love that. I love the fucking <laughs> machismo of this fucking, oh, hey, let me, let me make sure your dicks in the fucking horse. Uh, I just, I just read ahead and I almost threw up. The sexual experience itself was incredible. To this day, it was the best sex I've ever had. <laughs> But in some ways, I regret that first time. Because it was only a pony? They say, why? Because I didn't get to know her first. And I've since come to understand that enthusiastic participation makes the experience better. So I kind of wish it had been different. I think a lot of people build up that first experience, whether they are straight or a zoophile. So this guy wanted to spend some time with this horse. This horse would never be into it, you motherfuckers. Here's where I stopped reading. Dude. It's after this long chunk. Like it's and what, pretty graphic. Who printed this? Uh, it claims the New York Science or something. I don't know. I'm hoping this is real. This, I mean, it doesn't seem like a joke. Did you did you look any further into this? No, but I mean, how do I vet? What do I call the horse Please fucking Google association? It. So it says, how, so how do you have sex with a mare? Do you always develop an intimate relationship? I, I, dude, go, keep Google this quickly because... <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> before we delve it. What do I say? This is just... What, does this guy does have a name? Canadian man has sex with a horse. Real or fake? Because this just seems too... And it looks like it's real. Multiple sources? What's the mag... What's it come, what's it come from? This is... This, it seems like Vice covered it. New York Magazine okay. covered right. it. We'll continue on then. Uh, Canadian man receives. If, uh, yeah, it seems like it. Okay. Continue on. I don't mean. Yeah, I don't know. Says. Uh, so, how do you have sex with a mare? Do you always develop an intimate relationship with her first? Is there foreplay? A uh, little horseplay. <laughs> so he says, "I'll tell you about the first time I had sex with my current mare friend." Sort of my a current mare friend. It's sort of a comedy of errors. Oh, this is, yeah, this is hilarious. Real slapstick. Dude, I mean, this guy really isn't fit for society. I I, I think he should be killed. <laughs> Jesus, definitely. Dude, it's insanity. He's <laughs> raping animals for his pleasure. And he's he's lying to himself that they love it. They're not fucked up like him. 
Dude, I'm telling you, I stand my ground on this. Do you this. think other horses look down upon his ladies? Yeah, probably. They probably look that fucking horse gets fucked by this. Do you think they throw him out of the, I don't know what you call, what do you call a group of horses? Dude, it's got to be traumatizing. I'm telling you that ho- animals don't just like shit shoved inside them. So, uh, he, and he, he, I can only imagine these creepy fucks like the guy holding the fucking rope on there be like, yeah, fucker good. Like he's probably jerking off. He probably painted his dick up like a carrot and the horse is nibbling on it. I mean, dude, I'm telling you, they should all be shot. I don't just do it. Oh, like what's the, what? I don't know if there's a lot that needs to be discussed here. It's so disturbing. So yeah, he had this horse for about a year. I had her in the barn. I'd given her food. I brushed her, cleaned her under her tail, and cleaned her face. I'd scoop snot out of her nose. We knew each other very intimately. Oh, yo, because of all of that? Oh, okay, what makes you any different than any other horse owner, you fuck? We were in... We, oh, my God. Dude, that's seriously. We were in a barn with all the lights out in a nice warm heater. It was lovely. So She was settling in for the night, and I went into the stall, and I just sat in the corner. I let her come to me. <laughs> That's one of the things I'm very adamant about. I never use a, a halter, any kind of restraint. Whoa, but what? So she chooses to come. How, how magnanimous of you. <laughs> He's a gentleman. You fucking cut. So she chooses to come with me, and I leave her food. Oh, she, she, she chose to. She knew. She, she's perfectly capable of making a consensual sexual well, uh, 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 fucking. Well, she's coming to the person who gives her food. Yeah, you asshole. <laughs> Who controls everything. Uh, and she puts her head on my chest and we snuggle and I whisper sweet nothings in her ear and rub her cheeks. Oh my God. Butt cheeks? Or well, face? He says what she likes. By this stage, she knows I'll rub her thighs. She really loves the area between the back of her legs touched. Oh so she turned around and she actually backed into me while I'm sitting down. No, she didn't. I no, she, sl- she did not. You liar. She did not. You had to fucking put her in a head gate and get a fucking ladder. You're a piece of shit. You're a liar. He says, I slipped my hands up a little further. Oh, no, you did And play with her genitals. Okay, I don't want to hear it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm tapping out. I can't take it anymore. I don't want to. This is just going to be more of this guy that is horseshit philosophies. Wait, here, real quick. Real quick. One last paragraph. I can't do it. One last paragraph. One last paragraph, and then you can tap out. Okay, cool. He says, Uh, Reclitoris? Yes. Dude, shut (laughs) up. What the fuck? Now, here's a tip. Here's a tip for you. Here's a horse fuck hack that the, the average guys aren't going to give you. Now, one of the things that's a problem with a horse is the height difference. So here's a little tip. Use a water bucket to stand on. In the case of the first time with my current mare friend, I was sitting with my back to the wall, and she had actually pressed into my face hard enough that I was pinned there performing oral sex. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. No. <laughs> Oh, oh boy. Okay, you like it. Okay, that's good. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. There it was. Organically placed. Uh, oh, my God. Dude, this guy. This article goes how did, on. How did he not crush his head for what? This goes on for a lot longer, by the way. I would love to have this guy on. I tell you what. This article goes on. I, that's That's literally where I stopped reading right there. Uh, this goes on for like we're literally like not even a quarter through this. I can't go anymore. Jeez. If this is the opening act, ah, uh, here's here's a question. 
When she's acting distant like that, do you wish you could ask her what's wrong? <laughs> now, I, what I want to know is, <laughs> what is the point of this article? I don't know. To expose? To have us try to understand? <laughs> to celebrate? To have us hate? To celebrate? I don't know. <laughs> because I... This guy, to, to be me, honest, is on the is on the level of a a pedophile or anything else. It should just be should be removed from society. Man, how is this guy not in jail? I would love to have this guy know. on the podcast. I would just fucking hey, what? I would beat the fuck long? out of him. I would just beat the fuck out of him. I would strangle him with this mic cord. How long could we talk to that guy for? I wouldn't. I think we just trap him and then we record the beating and then send him on his way. I mean, it's insane. Why would he come out? Why, why, he has no, not only, I he's obviously he, not ashamed of it, but this guy has severe issue, mental he, problems. He's been built up by his gang of uh, zoophile friends. Hey, Once I, they jumped him into the gang and made him fuck that pony, he's been on a rampage ever since. Fuck you, fuck all you zoophiles, you motherfuckers. You got a fucking problem? Hit us up with Danish O'Neal. You pieces of shit. Should we go f- for the hat trick of animal stories? I have one is more. Is this all animals? I'll, I have one dude, more. Dude, that last one, I just, it's just really... It's haunting you? Yeah. <laughs> it's not sitting well with me. This one's going to cheer you up. As as a man who worked on a farm, had two horses, I, I do you ever it's see? In, it's incomprehensible to me how this can even transpire. Like, do you I ever see a forty two year old Canadian man slinking around the farm? If I, if you tell you what, Steve O'Neill first, the Falcon would probably attack him. Steve O'Neill wouldn't put up with that sort of stuff. He'd shoot you and bury you on the farm. <laughs> that's uh, here's a story that's going to bring everybody back up. It's from the Huffington Post. Uh, a Texas woman is accused of waterboarding her 13-year-old son and tying a rope around his genitals as punishment. <laughs> what did he do first? Before I ridicule this woman, maybe he did something really bad. Christy Howell, 40, and her boyfriend Casey Shackelford, 45, were charged oh, old with... old Shackelford? Yeah, old Shackelford, up to his old tricks. Were charged with injury to a child. Uh, both remained in custody as of blah, blah, blah. Uh, in an affidavit obtained by ABC affiliate WFAA in Dallas, the boy said the torture began after he admitted to inappropriately touching the family dog. But later the article Whoa. states that the boy does have mental problems. And he only uh, What touched, was the inappropriate touching? It says he, he touched its ass, it seems to say. Like, but I'll go oh, on. He put a finger in the dog's ass. I don't know. It had to be. Shackleford, Shackleford then told the mother to pour water over the boy's face well, he held the towel over it. I think I might be able to get behind this punishment. <laughs> Shackleford then asked the mother to tie up the team's genitals with a rope. Oh, then Shackleford... Wait, like how tight and what happened? I then don't... Shackleford pushed the boy onto a couch, causing the rope to tighten. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, photos of the team's injuries are consistent with the claims. Uh, it said the boy who has special needs had apparently uh, touched the it's... dog on the behind. The mother's bond set at 250 G's. Yeah. Son's now in That's, foster care. Yeah, Oof. those people should probably uh, not Shackle be allowed to have that child back. They fucking water. Well, wait, so all oh, that's all he did? It wasn't like they caught him. In, I mean, I don't. Sec- if 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 this horse fucker grew up with them, Jesus Christ, what would these people do to that guy? Oh, they would have. Uh, they would have cut his genitals off. Yeah, well, with like a an probably, old an old saw with tetanus on it. I could get behind that, but this kid, 
he's obviously retarded or it, whoa, we're not supposed to say oh, that. Oh, sorry. Uh, is the handicap? So you can't. Come on, people. Jesus Christ. I blame Shackelford. He seems like a bad influence. It seemed like everything was going great in that household till Shackelford showed up. Everything was. He brought the dog, probably. And he brought his 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 knowledge of waterboarding, obviously. Genital tying. He, they said, though, the positive of the story is that Shackelford was a 15-time cha- champion of cock roping in, uh, in the rodeo circuit. Oh, and then he got kicked <laughs> off for uh, some sort of illegal cock roping scandal. Wow. Oh, man. man those, Jesus Christ. Should we cha- Let's change gears here to give something. Yeah, because I feel like some people tuned out from that. I told you it was going to get crazy. That horse scandal. Chris sent that in. It really... I think, it's, I think it's brought the show down. Blame Chris considerably. and blame the country of Canada. Jesus. Everyone says, what province of Canada? I didn't say. I think uh, <laughs> Calgary horse fuck. I don't know what it is. I just, this, the, all right. I, I'm done. Because of the Danish it. and O'Neill show, Nate Diaz has obtained a pretty high a marquee fight. And I think, I think we have something to do with it. Well, I, I supposedly there is a rumor circulating that Nick Diaz made this fight happen. He's the who said that. There's an ex, in an interview that I heard on an underground forum, and it was Nick Diaz talking about how he got the fight for his brother. And if you don't know what we're talking about, maybe you're not an MMA fan. Uh, a guy named Conor McGregor. He's currently the 145-pound champion. Yes. He was supposed to fight the 155-pound champion at 155 pounds. But that guy broke his foot, had to pull out of the fight, which is only a week away. And they had no opponent. This guy wanted to fight. Right now, he's their big money man. Talks a lot of shit. Very brash. Yeah, They need an opponent. People said, maybe Donald Cowboy Cerrone is going to step in. But... Nate Diaz's name was also being bandied about. Because Diaz, Diaz called him out a few fights ago. And Nate Diaz... He eloquently called him out... Yes. ...by saying... He said he said so many swears that Joe Rogan took the mic from him and said, unfortunately, we can't say those words on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And so now Nate Diaz is in arguably the biggest fight of his career, definitely the highest paying by far. Uh, we should see if we can get him on the phone. I have a feeling. Uh, wait, Barbara? I'm seeing Barbara in the control booth. She's got her boobies pressed against the glass, which is a sign that she needs to tell us something. Oh, man. Yeah, Barbara. All right. She's in my ear. She's saying we have Nate Diaz on line one and Nick Diaz is on line two and that we can ask for Nick whenever we want and he'll hop on. Is that what you're saying, Barbara? All right, wow. thank you. Nate, every, ladies and gentlemen. The D- Diaz brothers. Taking time out of his very busy schedule. Uh, he's probably in Las Vegas right now. His fight is, I believe, March 5th against Conor McGregor. It's taking place at 170 pounds. Nate Diaz said he could not cut the weight fast enough. Conor McGregor said, fine, I'll, I'll go up. From 145 to 170. Bold move. Crazy play. Uh, some people are saying, this is a long intro, but some people are saying Conor McGregor really got the best of Nate Diaz at the press conference. We'll ask him about that. <laughs> Nate not, Diaz. Not, not the Nate Diaz I know, the quick-witted <laughs> son of a bitch that he is. Nate Diaz, fight of your life. Welcome to the Danish and O'Neill podcast. 
What's up, fucking motherfuckers? Fucking, you know, fucking just, you know, how fucking doing what I fucking do. You know what I'm saying, dog? How are you feeling? Uh, just uh, maybe a week away from the big fight? You know, like fucking, just fucking, you know, I've been fucking training hard at fucking uh, places and stuff. <laughs> oh, and that's fucking- cool. Do you have a game plan? <laughs> you go in there? You know, like, just like I told fucking that ABC affiliate, I don't know if you fucking saw it on fucking TV, I was in the airport, they stick a fucking mic in my face and shit, and they're like, what's your game plan? I said, I just want to fucking land some good shit, then I'm just going to fucking take my money and go home. So I'm just saying the same thing I told that fucking news channel, dog. That's pretty, uh, simplistic plan. And insightful, though. Yeah. I hope Conor McGregor wasn't watching that. (laughs) You might have just blown your opportunity, because if he now trades for the next week, for that sort of game plan, when you say you land, might be in some, land some good shit, like what what can you go into detail about? Is a good is good shit a, a jab, a, a hook, a kick? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't. <laughs> fucking now you fucking trying to get into too in deep to the fucking game plan, dog. Fucking you know it's like you know when you see a chick in a fucking bra and you like like the fucking mystery and you take it off and the titties are all fucking acne and fucking hairy and shit. Oh, okay. Uh, not, okay. Not really. But. I don't, I'm not sure I understand what that means. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Uh, well, wow. I, I hope you didn't blow your game plan. I know I've heard that Nick Diaz may have had something to do with Nate getting this fight. Nate, is that? Is there any truth to that? Fucking, you know, a lot of people fucking don't know this, but fucking well, Nick's let been me, going to fucking Stockton Night School to l- take business classes. Well, hold on. Let me let me ask Nick because I've I've heard uh, a secret recorded phone call that somebody had given me nick are you there yeah what up fucking dog what up man yeah i fucking i got fucking need this fucking fight how how did you go about getting him the fight are you in dana white's ear or do you know the fertita brothers who run the ufc as well or? no dog i mean okay so fucking nate every fucking night he's on the top bunk and he's fucking he's praying to our lord and savior jesus christ about this fucking wanting to fight fucking conor mcgregor didn't know you guys were religious by the way yeah, fuck yeah, dog. Fuck, fuck yeah, God. So this motherfucker, he fucking prays for like 40, 50 minutes, dog. I'm trying to fucking smoke weed and go to bed, and this motherfucker just keep me up all fucking night. And so I was like, I got to get this fucking fight for this kid because, you know, I, I want to get some fucking sleep and shit. So it's almost like a Christmas miracle. You heard that, you know, it was like you knew he wanted, was asking Santa, in this case, yeah. God, for something. And you said, let me make it happen. Yeah, so fucking me, Phil, and fucking Dirty Larry. The You guys travel with those guys. Yeah, You've dog. mentioned them before. We loaded up my fucking mountain bike, and we fucking loaded up the, on the pontoon boat, and we fucking went to Brazil, dog. Okay. And we fucking found Dos Anjos, dog, and uh, fucking Phil and Dirty Larry held him down, dog, and I put my his fucking foot in the spokes of my mountain bike, and wow. I just fucking cranked it, broke his fucking foot. And I said, dog, now fucking Conor McGregor ain't going to fight this motherfucker. So, like, who left the fight, dog? Only fucking Nate Diaz. Wow. Uh, I feel badly for Dos Anjos, but I guess it's an opportunity for your brother. And it sounds like uh, you're a good brother. Nate, how do, you, do you have anything to say about... I don't know if you knew if this is news to you or not. Fucking, I can, I can barely fucking... I'm almost crying, dog, to hear the fucking love of a fucking brother to go down to fucking Brazil on a pontoon and fucking do this for me, man. Yeah, I mean, dog, it's more about the love of fucking trying to sleep, dog. Now I can fucking rest and I don't have to listen to you fucking saying like, fucking please, man, let me have this fucking fight. Like, just fucking, you know, you got it. Now shut the fuck up. 
Uh, this is unbelievable. Nick, are you going to be in the corner? Because I saw parts of the press conference. You were at the press conference, and you had some words with Conor McGregor as uh, as well. Do you, is there going to be some some uh, some tension between you guys? I mean, dog, if he wants to fucking fight, I'll fucking fight him right after he fights Nate, dog. If he wants to get beat by two fucking Diaz brothers, like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'm going to be fucking in the corner, dog. Of You're course I am. fucking in the corner? Yeah, dog, I'm going to be fucking in the corner. <laughs> Who are you fucking in the corner? You know, dog, don't get fucking cute with me and shit, dog. You know what I'm saying? I'm no, getting I that mean, fucking corner. Oh, I'm so, well, I just, I'm sorry. I, missed I mean, dog, if you want, that's what you want to fucking do, and that's how you want to fucking turn this interview into? I mean... I'm coming up... Dog, I, I mean, dog, you don't want to fucking make me mad. That's all I'm saying, dog. I mean, I'm already fucking red hot, so... I apologize. I'm coming off. My mind's all over the place. I'm coming off a horse fucking story that some guy sent to us. I, I'm sorry if I've offended you at all. Do you guys know Jerry McFly by any chance? Yeah, dog. I know that motherfucker. He yeah, said he was he once, and his fucking lady, dog. He said he was once at Naked Beach in Stockton. Fuck yeah, dog. And Who? you pulled up in a speedboat with your buddy, and he said he saw you pull up. Uh, dog, I remember that? seeing him, dude. Dog. Fucking Jerry McFly, dog. His dad went to fucking school with that fucking little guy, dog. Fucking. Dog, I pulled up I, on the boat with my fucking buddy. I go, hey, there's fucking McFly, dog. And then we fucking took off. I don't want to uh, throw gasoline on the fire. <clears throat> Apparently, I've already made Nick Diaz angry. Uh, but Barbara's uh, give, just told me we can't get Conor McGregor on the show. Unfortunately, he will not do Danish and O'Neill. Despite what? you Wait, being O'Neill he... being Irish, he won't do yeah, the show. That's, I'm offended by that. It's upsetting. But we have Conor. I'm Ma the real O'Neill. We like have Conor McGregor's show. cousin. Tommy McGregor on the line. Tommy McGregor? What's the relationship here? Are Cousin. they close? No, yeah. I know, but are uh, they very close? I think pretty close. They grew, train together? Grew up together. This guy doesn't fight, but uh, he said he's going to give us some insight, and he wants to talk uh, some this shit, is... he said, to the Diaz brothers. <laughs> yeah, dog, fucking, fucking put him on, this man. this guy's fucking name? Tommy fucking... You fucking bring your whole fucking family, dog. We'll fight your whole fucking country in fucking Vegas, motherfucker. 209 doesn't fucking back down. I don't know what yeah, your dog. shitty fucking area code is, but I bet it's fucking some long fucking bizarre shit, and dog. dog. you're going to have to put a fucking international code in in front of that if you even want to fucking call it. So your fucking zip code is already like an international calling code, dog. That's fucking generic as fuck. Tommy, are you on the line? Yeah, well, he's here. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Tommy McGregor. My cousin is much better than this fucking guy. Okay. Wow. Hey, hey, dog. You know what I gotta say? I got fucking. I got three words for you. Fuck you, dog. Wow. It's getting heated. I can feel <laughs> wow. the tension. Oh, wow. It's coming through the phone lines here. I don't even know. I, 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 the, the things my cousin does in the fight. He's, fight, he's won 13 fights in the UFC. He's much better. He's fucking, he's not like these pussies that, that are in the UFC. You fucking calling me a fucking pussy dog? Who the fuck is this fucking dog, guy? Dog, first of all, Diaz brothers ain't never fucking, well, I fucking, at least me, dog, I ain't never fucking lost a fight. I got fucking like... 70, 80 fucking fights, and that's without street fights, dog. You want to bring street fights in? I have fucking 782 fights. All fuck, fucking one. We're going to fucking beat you to death with a fucking shillelagh, dog. Fucking don't show up at the fight, motherfucker. Yeah, dog. I mean, you don't even fucking, you don't even talk right, dog. With your fucking pale ass fucking skin and your fucking red hair. You look like a yeah, fucking dog. freak, motherfucker. Dog, you're probably going to get fucking skin cancer and shit. You couldn't handle the Stockton sun, dog. What do you want, fucking steroids? Don't bring up steroids with my cousin's name. He's been very outspoken about steroids. 
Don't bring up steroids with Conor McGregor. Yeah, dog. Well, I'm fucking. He's on steroids, motherfucker. Fucking everybody's on fucking steroids, bitch. Fuck you, motherfucker. What do you, what, Tommy? What the fucking, what the fuck do you even fucking do? I'm a postman. Wow, that's Jesus okay, Christ. Okay. This is getting. I'm glad we're not all in the same room with. Yeah, these dog. People. Well, I got a fucking. I got a, a message delivered to fucking Connor, dog, because uh, my fucking brother gonna fucking beat the fuck out of him. Are you the Diaz brothers? What? What is your prediction for this fight? Something tells me it's it's going to be a Nate Diaz win. How do you see Nate winning this fight? Nick, we'll go with you first. Dog, I mean, I see him going out there and like just fucking doing a bunch of fucking shit and beating, you know, and winning. Like just, dog, I mean, basically the strategy we've been working on with fucking Caesar dog is this. Caesar's your, Caesar Gracie's your trainer. For yeah, dog, it's just fucking go out there. Okay. Do a bunch of fucking shit okay. and get the fucking win. Sounds like a good strategy. Nate, uh, do you have anything to say? I'm going to fucking, I can do it fucking two ways. You can go fucking pontoon style, fucking nice, slow, fucking steady, fucking wins the race, but fucking take some nice turns and shit. Or you can go fucking speedboat dog and fucking just come out guns blazing and just fucking knock him out. And if I fucking knock him out, I'm going to fucking piss in his fucking mouth on fucking pay-per-view, dog. That's another move we've been working on, dog. Like, we, we, we've been giving him a ton of water, and after sparring sessions, we'll have him fucking just piss on somebody just to, like, get comfortable with pissing in front of a crowd, dog. Nate Diaz's height's an illusion. It's an optical illusion. Listen to my cousin say. He's he's loose in the dog, stomach. Well, how, dog, how's it an optical illusion, dog? What do you think? We're fucking magicians, motherfucker? You, you think we're fucking David Blaine over here? Dog, fucking, what are you looking at? Through a fucking prism? This ain't a fucking funhouse, dog. What this we motherfucker fucking, way bigger than your fucking cousin. What are we fucking, Siegfried and Roy? We're fucking tigers? and fu- What the fuck are you talking about, hey, motherfucker? you David Blaine motherfucker. Like, fuck you, fuck, dog. What are you fucking, the Copperfield fan? A fucking illusion. Go fuck your yourself fucking Tommy fucking it's an illusion he's soft in the middle he's not gonna be able to keep Connor the left hand's gonna ping him right up the middle soft in the middle dog so what are you fucking describing Who's pastries it? motherfucker this ain't the Pillsbury Doughboy motherfucker what the fuck are you talking I about I tell you what dog why don't you go see how soft it is in the middle because when you're in the middle I'm going up top dog I'm gonna fucking just fucking do some fucking shit and fucking take it. Why can't your fucking cousin come on here like a real fucking man? I went to that shitty fucking press conference. I didn't even want to fucking be there and shit. I was fucking playing with a Game Boy under the fucking table the whole time, dogs, trying to set a Tetris record. And everyone's saying, oh, you got fucking out talked. I'm not a fucking talker, dog. 209, we fucking show up to fight, motherfucker. Dog, I do my talking with my inner thighs, dog. That's a fucking jujitsu. That's a common jujitsu motto dog I do the talking with my inner thighs cause inner when they're thighs. crushing your fucking neck sounds like you're being fucked by men fucking I mean dog sounds I mean, like there's, there's much more than what you're saying here sounds like you're doing these things 13 times dog I mean that ain't what it means you know what I mean that ain't what I'm fucking saying yeah Tommy I think they're talking jujitsu let's keep it classy here come on we've already had a horse fucking like dog started. I mean maybe the roids have fucking rotted your brain but like that ain't the shit I'm fucking talking about Tommy are you on roids there was just an allegation by Nick Diaz that you are don't bring up steroids in the McGregor name we've never uh, when I deliver the mail it's t- totally clean I've done it in record time I've been tested I've done the piss test don't bring up my name when you fight the McGregor you get the biggest check you've ever fucking got in your life dog wow. I mean I don't know there's been accusations that you might deliver more mail than the average fucking mailman and like 
a lot of people have seen you fucking juicing, dog. And so I don't know, man. Like, you, if you deliver the double amount of mail of a regular fucking mailman, you might be on the sauce, dog. Nate, uh, quick question for you. Let's try to get control of this interview. Uh, it's, it's really a lot of back and forth. Jesus. Uh, Nate, do you, you know, this is a big purse for you. I don't know the details of how much it is. I'm assuming it's by far the most money probably, you've ever made. Probably over a million dollars. What do you plan on uh, buying now that you are a millionaire? Fucking a lot of fucking jean shorts. I fucking had my eye on for fucking years that I just couldn't fucking afford. I got fucking. Is it true that you just signed a new sponsorship deal with Jordash? I can't go into fucking detail, but let's just say I have 10 pontooners that I already fucking put money down on. I'm buying five for Nick, four for my mother, one for my fucking girlfriend, and I'm actually going to get my dog 11 fucking tuners, one for my dog, fucking like a real dog, motherfucker, not like a fucking, not like one of my dogs, you know what I'm saying? Like a real animal. You're talking about an animal dog. Yeah, like a fucking dog. Okay. Okay. So it sounds wow. like you have a good, who is, do you have a financial planner? Is that Phil or Dirty Larry? Dog, all of our fucking investments go straight through Phil and fucking, he's our financial advisor and Dirty Larry actually does the physical investing, dog. Like we take money that we bury in the backyard and we give it to fucking him. Phil tells him where to take it. He'll be like, well, I, right now, dog, I have a Jamba Juice. I just bought a fucking Jamba Juice in Stockton, dog. Like, a, there's actually a running business in there? Or you just have the building? No, dog. I mean, it's a running business. And, like, wow. we, and I turned it into also, like, a fucking weed emporium, dog. So now you yeah, get your... Cool. I mean, the, the, like, corporate's coming down on me. But, you know, fuck them, dog. I own the fucking Jamba Juice. I can yeah. do whatever the fuck I want to you with it. You don't have to listen to their rules. Fuck it's those motherfuckers. I want to fucking turn it into, like... You get your fucking B12 booster and you get some fucking weed and you just sit out and fucking chill, dog. It sounds like a good idea. Well, uh, Diaz Brothers, March 5th, we're going to be watching that fight. I think we're actually doing uh, a special thing. We're going to be on, I believe, Rabble TV Yeah, with Sam Tripoli and Jason not, Tebow. Of the not punch, sure what that is. Of the but. Punch Drunk Podcast. I don't know uh, how you... We'll tweet it. I don't really know how you get on there or... What it entails, but we'll be there. I think I think we do the commentating. I believe, but I could be wrong. Do they turn off like Rogan and I don't know. we and Goldberg? Probably. I don't know. And then we just do the commentating. You would think, but I don't know how it. Did. We'll see. Well, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. as we go, and we'll let you know. So that's just something. Uh, and by the way, something to look forward. Thank to. you for Tommy McGregor and the Diaz brothers for coming on. It sounds yeah. heated. Sounds like a heated family. Fucking the Montagues and the Capulets. I'd be honest with you. Uh, we've probably gotten the UFC three new pay-per-view buys. At least. Just from this podcast. At least. So where's our cut, Dana? Yeah, Dana and the Fertitas. How about you pay the Danish and O'Neill show? Where's our cut? By the way, if you're in the uh, Cincinnati area or Kentucky area, Danish and O'Neill. Yeah, I, I haven't really... It's supposedly in Cincinnati, but then he said it's in Kentucky. <laughs> Either way, I don't know what the club is. I think it's... On the board. Let's see if I have any shout outs. The uh, Danish and O'Neill are coming to Cincinnati slash Kentucky the second weekend of March. We will be there with our buddy Steve Renazizi. So if you're in either of those areas and are still listening after the horse fucking, uh, we'll be there. Yes, we will be there. So if anyone wants to come out to see us, we'd love to talk to you. Um, I have a quick shout out. Sure. So, uh, do those guys hang up? Uh, yeah, they're yeah. all gone. So, uh, but our buddy Tom, 
Okay, Tom Bodet. Do you remember he was living in New Zealand and he was putting? Uh, yeah, I do remember this. He, guy. He's a longtime fanimal. Yeah. Um, and tamer of savages, as he says. Okay. So now he's da- he's living in South Carolina. Okay. And uh, he wants to know because he's like, I want to promote the gospel of the Danish O'Neill to. Uh, I won't use the term that he used for the people of South Carolina. Jesus. No, it's not, it's not that bad. Oh, okay. Uh, he said, would it be okay um, with him designing some stickers and applying them to suggestive areas all over the city and uh, the universities attending DeWitt's alma, alma mater? And, the Gamecocks? Uh, he would like to, um, he said to include pictures of this. Uh, so he wants us to make he, stickers. Or no, he no, wants- he's he's like he wants to. We will give him permission oh, by okay. all means. Absolute Tom. Two guys. Uh, let me find their names on here. Beating them to it. They went. They just took. Uh, they must have. I'm assuming stole stickers from the post office, and they just uh, and they just put them up all around wherever they live. Let me. I have to find these guys' well, names. Okay. Well, we have, Tom. By all means, please. Yeah, Tom, if anyone Feel wants free. to do... You make whatever uh, stickers you want. I would love to see. I would love to see these pictures. Here, let me... Uh, I'll show you these two guys. But also, we have... Let me continue on with this, because this isn't over. Sure. He says, on another note, I was disappointed by the lack of support O'Neill showed to his fellow street doctor. This is from last episode. No, I didn't. He said, being a doctor isn't all about going to school or accreditations or degrees. It's about opening up a practice, putting those scrubs on, and convincing yourself and everyone else that you're a goddamn doctor. This kid has heart, and that's all that really matters in the medical field. He said, O'Neill, I hope you can accept this guy's flaws and maybe even reach out to him. He seems to be down in the dumps and could really use a strong role model and mentor such as yourself. Maybe you can let this kid shadow you for a bit and learn what it takes to be a legitimate street doctor. Do you agree with what he's saying? (laughs) That's funny. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. Maybe this is Tom. This is from Rob. Uh, Rob, and it looks like another of his buddy are dressed like criminals with their faces covered by... It looks like it's cold there. And they have priority ma- mail oh, stickers. Oh, Okay. Yeah. And it says, listen uh-huh. to the Danish and O'Neill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People are going to... I think it's upped our listenership, to be honest with you. So, Tom and Rob, do it, man. Absolutely, dude. We 100% support any sort of guerrilla marketing campaign that you can come up with. And let let that be a lesson to everybody that's listening. I like these guys out of the box thinking, and they're really showing that they're true fanimals. Uh, Hold on a second. I got some audio. Thank you, Tom. Got some audio. I want to welcome back to the United States. Hold on. Ready? Hold on one second. What is the game plan going out against him? The game plan is to go in there. Hit him with some good shit. Don't get hit. And uh, come home with a pocket full of cash. <laughs> there it is, Nate Diaz. Yeah, as eloquent as you hear as the ever. sound effects? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of course I heard him. Unbelievable. Uh, also, a shout out to Cameron. He says, I love the new show. Started listening when you guys uh, first started Boner City. Even got a sticker. He said, he, wa- he wanted to know what film school I went to. I went to Columbia College in Chicago, Cameron. Old cam dog. Um, and uh, old hissy fit. That's this person's name? Yeah. He's an avid listener. Okay. Uh, since the chaotic rant of Fran Lilac. Franny. Um, but he, he always remained a freeloader. But he is a freeloader no more. 
He left a review? Yeah. Wow. He, he said, uh, I used to listen to Boner City USA during my four hours of commute to and from work Jesus. every day. I left the... Uh, Jesus. Uh, he said he left L, uh, LA for down in the OC. He Is, says, oh, he's got, he's got a, I've got a question for O'Neal. From one street psychologist to another, what's the best way to get over anxiety or stage fright? Or performance anxiety or stage fright? I've got the heart of a performer with the courage of a 52-year-old trans child snowplower. How can I get out there How dare that guy's and got a make lot of heart. the world my bitch? So he wants, it sounds like he wants to perform. I'm assuming comedy, but I, who knows? Maybe it's music. Yeah. Maybe it's um, magic. Man, the hardest thing is getting, going out there and failing, I would say, is the greatest way to get over a stage I fright. I think in terms of stage fright, uh, I mean, you have to force yourself to do it. And also, once you fail, you realize it's not the end of the world. It's You have to accept that failure is inevitable and that you just use that failure to learn how to get better. I'll liken it to this. Um, you know, like when you're a kid and you've never been on a roller coaster and it's like, it's your first time and you're antsy. You're, you know, you're like, what's I don't know what this is about. I don't know if I'm going to like it. Yeah. A little scared. You hear people screaming. You say to your old man, hey, maybe we should get out of line like I did at Thunder Mountain in Disneyland. And my younger sister basically said, stop being a bitch. And my dad would not let me get out of line and forced me to go on the ride. And I loved it. But every time after that, I was still a little like even on the roller coasters, you're still going to get a little antsy, but it's going to lessen. Look at me, dude. From those times. Whenever I go on a roller coaster, I scream like a elderly woman. So my thing is, is like, I still get, I mean, I get kind of jittery before I, I'm not like terrified, but like just the more you do it, the less it's going to be. And you know, say you go on, you have a fucking crazy crippling panic attack, then maybe it's not for you. But I say, even if you do, you have to take every failure as just a stepping stone to getting better. That's how you have to look at it. Don't live and die by how your performance is. Just accept that failure is inevitable and that it, you're not going to die from it. And yeah, you may be embarrassed, but you know what? What's going to be more embarrassing? Never trying something that you truly feel like you're good at and want to do. That's going to be a bigger embarrassment when you're on your deathbed. You're going to look back and go, what was I afraid of? Being embarrassed? Look, man, you, everyone gets embarrassed on a daily basis, you're embarrassed about shit. What if he's 68 and he's trying to become a fighter? Well, I would say that no. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, I, yeah, the best thing you can just do is go out there and fail, honestly. And because, I think just, just, just bite the bullet and do it. Yeah. Don't drink. Don't do any don't drugs. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Don't, that's going to get, make things worse. You don't want to get reliant on anything like that. Just fucking go out there. Bite the fucking bullet. Go to an open mic. You probably won't be the worst guy there. Trust me. And I'll tell Even you if what. you are, who cares? And Just nobody, there's not a single fucking person that's great out of the box. It doesn't happen. So don't worry about that. Don't compare yourself to others. You might have a ringer in there, but everyone's going to be terrible. And trust me, some of the worst guys have turned out to be some of the best guys once they put the time and effort into it. And if it. you're doing comedy, do not, I repeat, do not go to a bringer show, which is a show you have to bring at least four or five people because you're going to get more nervous because your friends, yes. your family is there. Go to a place where you can fail freely. Also, yeah, go to another city where you don't know anybody and it's never going to follow you if you're, you know, if you're that worried about it. It's like a stripper. Most strippers strip 
a few cities away so they don't run into people they know and and hone your skills there and then if you whatever your performance that you want to do is bring it then to your hometown or wherever you want to take it but you know the worst thing you can do is not follow a passion and give it a try whether it's going to be a hobby or you want to turn it into a full-time job just fucking do it because no matter what your anxiety is you're going to have regrets when you're dead and you, one thing you won't regret is trying it and failing. Even if you fail miserably, you at least you, say, hey, I did it. If you're that uptight, too, you can even go to the club you're thinking about performing at just to get to lay of the land, see who else has performed, like, kind of what yeah. goes on there. I, like, I how, feel the like, process. Yeah, I, I, I've, I think it would, I think you're better off just jumping in and not watching. I feel like the longer you watch, because we've known some people that have like watched for a long time. Well, and I'm I think not saying forever. I'm saying just anxiety. go for like one week, check it out, and then yeah. go up the next. Yeah, I mean, the key is just bite the bullet. You're not going to die if you fail. No matter how bad you fail, you're going to maybe feel like crap for a day, and that's it. Then you're going to fucking walk it off. It's not real life. Trust me, your real life will be waiting there for you, and you'll be immersed back in that afterwards. It's not going to, like, linger around. But if you do great, then that's going to stay with you for weeks on end. Do we have time for one last quick story to bring up the spirits of everybody involved? Uh, Yeah. From Cosmopolitan? Sure. It's quick. Okay. This woman, her name's Sarah. Uh, she she's a Disney princess impersonator. Uh, not in Hollywood. Not. Okay. I, think, I believe in Colorado. <laughs> she's twenty. Oh yeah, she's twenty five from Denver. She spent more than fourteen G's on custom made costumes for the nine princesses she transfers transforms herself into: Belle, Cinderella, Snow White, Ariel, Aurora, Rapunzel. Marita, I don't even know who the fuck that is, and Elsa and Anna from Frozen. Okay, it's a, it's a decent amount. She's a marketing manager during the day. She has 17 different outfits, 16 different wigs. For the princess transformations, takes her three hours each to achieve. I thought she had surgery the first time I read this, but I don't. now that I see it, I don't know if she does. <laughs> so I thought we could shit on uh, her harder. Well, but basically, she I just, can't shit on her. After I just gave the impassioned speech, <laughs> and then you, this lady, because you know what, I don't, I don't want to fuck up. Uh, Let me see if she said surgery. You couldn't even make fun of her. She had surgery. I don't want to fuck up hissy fit because maybe she's just doing what she loves. She just gave this impassioned speech about. <laughs> she and her boyfriend started a business where she dresses up at birthday parties. Fuck she only man. charges $145 a pop for the birthdays. It's bad bad math. That's a, yeah, that's kind of weird. You weak. paid 14 Gs. Nah, well, anyway. Well, I, thought, um, I thought that was a better story. I'm glad that we oh, pulled the plug on. Quickly, for the uh, post-show uh, wrap-up show part, yeah. whatever we call it. Yeah. Uh, so the new Hammocker and Schlemmer magazine came. Which I've never heard of until I yeah. encountered you and your family. So let me, so I was flipping through it on the cover. There's this uh, thing. It looks like a, kind of like a spaceship from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's about, it's about six inches high. Okay. It's about 15 inches uh, wide, about 18 inches long. Yeah. And so this thing is a, it's built in Switzerland by some music, world renowned music maker. Okay. And, uh, this thing plays 35 second clips of of themes from Star Wars, The Godfather, I think Indiana Jones and Mission Impossible. 35 second snippets of it. 
Okay. Okay. How much do you think this thing costs? Is gr- all it does. All it does is Audio play 35. No, no. It's like it, it's it's hand built. Like it it cranks. You know how like a music box. Yeah. It it oh, plays okay. that, but it's it's dead on. It's it says it says it makes the sound sound like it's from another galaxy, but it's only thirty five seconds. Wait, so clips. music or or it's like theme the theme songs okay. from Star Wars, Mission Impossible, okay. and uh, Indiana Jones, and like maybe Back to the Future or something. Eight grand. No, ten. This is, all it does is thirty five. Ten seconds grand. <laughs> More or less. It's twenty two thousand dollars. What <laughs> for thirty five second clips? What of the theme song? Why can't you just go on to YouTube? Oh, The Godfather as well. Why can't they you just... said the sound will blow your mind in thirty five seconds increments? It better blow my mind. I'm playing twenty two G. Twenty two grand. It's a fucking. It, all it is is music box that plays these fucking things. If you buy that, you're the biggest fucking idiot, and you have way too much money, and you're probably a drug dealer. 22 you're like hold on listen we're gonna get 35 seconds of unbelievable themes from star wars do you think anyone bought that who would buy that somebody's buying it it's got to be it can't just be like a horse shit thing and hamacher and schlemmer (laughs) 22 g's dude i goodbye shit i shit my pants when i saw two cars for that well, if we used cars, and probably still two cars, you can buy a these all right new car, or you can have this thing that plays the themes. Song. Who gives a fuck about the themes? I can go onto my computer and find the theme right now. I don't care how good the clarity. I can play is. the I can play the whole clip of the song. I don't have thirty five seconds. <laughs> well, maybe you just want it in thirty five seconds. Oh, so what? How do you? What do you do? I maybe mean, you just go, hey, listen to this. Oh, it sounds great. Is that the theme to Godfather? Unbelievable. How much you pay for that? Twenty two thousand. Go fuck yourself. If That's anybody what your friends out there, are gonna say. if you know somebody has this, a try to break it or throw it in their pool. Two, you shit <laughs> on them for being a fucking idiot. In buying something that's so wasteful and so stupid, no one cares about your 35 seconds. This guy's like, I want to hear the most perfectly pitched version of all these songs. Or the alternative is you could probably feed a village for a year in some sort of third world country. This guy's, no, give me this fucking music box. It's the ultimate... Oh. There's just no need for it. At least like a car will drive you. You know, there's like kind of. This thing doesn't do anything. It just sits there. How good can the sound be? You're basically paying 22 grand for one of those fish that used to sing songs. The singing bass? Yeah. It's like you'll get sick I'd of this. I'd rather have one of those. You'll get sick of this thing after about one day. But those are only like 50 bucks. But I'm saying it's the 22 grand equivalent, which makes it even more ridiculous. Blew my mind. It's insane. By the way, I, I buried this in uh, in my notes. I didn't see it. Quick shout out to Bryce. He wanted a shout out in his review. Thank you, Bryce, for reviewing us. And Emerson was going skiing. He says he's two years out of the game. Wanted us to wish him luck. Whoa. Like you were when you broke your foot or your heel, whatever you did. Uh, broke my foot, yeah. By the way. Oh, Tommy you... Two Strokes said uh, the thanks for the shout out. No problem, Two Strokes. So they need longer episodes. Well, yeah. I don't know about that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. By the way, uh, somebody sent me this article, or it was just—it was a picture, I think. Uh, the oh, fuck it? Uh, from Michael Steven Seagal has stamps in uh, Kyrgyzstan. 
They've given this stupid <laughs> fuck ah, what a stamps and Kyrgyzstan. Does this guy go down for the greatest he's a bullshitter tr- of all time? He's a traitor. What a piece of shit. He's a traitor to our oh, nation. You don't I'll look put, him up. You don't want to put me on a stamp in America. I will go to Kyrgyzstan. Where is it? Uh, we have one more thing we have to get to. The, Hold on. There's a, there's a young woman by, that is asking for help. And uh, I think we need to address that. Hold on. Here are the stamps. Who's the lady's name? Um, well, I'm just, we'll go with girl from New Zealand. That's, uh, I don't want to give her a real name. Here they are. There is movies. <laughs> Under siege. It's a much thinner Seagal. But they do like if progressively in, fatter. If you live in Kyrgyzstan. Is, it, is this like the Elvis? Am I saying that right? It's K-Y-R-G-Y-Z-S-T-A-N. K- what is it? I'd, I'd, I'd have Kyrg- to see it written. Like, see on the side there in parentheses. Yeah, okay, it looks like it. I don't know. Fuck you, Kyrgyzstan, and fuck you, Seagal. The U.S. has never given you stamps because you're too fat to fit on the fucking stamps. You're going to make the envelopes too heavy. The most, the most they could do is get your areola on there. We don't, uh, we don't want you on our stamps. Stay in Kyrgyzstan. Why don't you move there, you fuck? So last thing here, it says Dr. O'Neill. Thank you for using the right nomenclature. <laughs> it says I'm 20 years old. But the guys that I've slept with or have been attracted to me, except two, have all been older than 35. Would you consider me as having daddy issues? How old is she? She's 20. I keep having this thought that I'm kind of fucked in the head getting all these older dudes. My dad is mostly a cunt, which she's from New Zealand. I don't know if that's a uh, show of respect or... It's a term of endearment, but I also think uh, Uh, not positive. But he has his good moments, and I still love him. Um, Yes. You definitely have some father issues, and I really think that you should work through those because you are... First of all, if you're 20 and you're dating a 35-year-old, that's fine. It's more a problem that the 35-year-old's are attracted to you. There's something going on with them and they are fucking you up. Do you think they should know better? I mean, I'm not saying that that's hundred percent bad, but like it's not the best thing for a 35 year old. Do you think she's putting the vibe out or it just seems to be yeah, what but she's I mean, going for? Look, if a 20 year old came on, you know what I mean? Are, are you really going to get into a relationship with a 20 year old? Me personally? Yeah. No. At this age, no, it's a tough move. And if you do, you're definitely a stunted 35-year-old, I believe. How long are these relationships lasting? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It's a matter of like... Are these like college professors or are these like random people? I mean, the fact that they're 35, it doesn't really matter if they're in a position of authority or not. They're, just the fact that they're older, they already... I'm just curious. Have a, will you, okay, well, she can get back in touch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say you got to stop this trend. Go with someone your own age. You definitely have some daddy issues that I think you should work through because you're only uh, you're only hurting yourself by continuing with these relationships. You guys should figure this out and find a nice boy, your or girl, your own age that you not can, a horse. Yeah, just because you'll have way more in common, and there is a power play going on here. And these guys are definitely in the power position, and that's why you're going for it. Get someone that's on an evil even level with you. Make it an even playing field. You'll have a lot more fun. You're going to be less fucked up. These guys are clearly looking for women that they can dominate, have a leg up on. 
because due to some sort of insecurity or some own issues that they have at their own that they're working through. But it's not healthy. And I definitely recommend that you figure it out, whether you do it on your own or through uh, some sort of uh, psychiatry or psychologist. I think even if it means going on a long-term slump, take the slump. Get a guy who's 24 or under, not even yeah. above that age. That's 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 my recommendation. That's, I'm not a doctor. And you're going to have someone that you have way more in common with. Trust me. And you're going to have someone you're going to have way more fun. You're at similar points in your life, the struggles and everything, you, way more relatable. 35-year-old guy, this guy's, what's he doing? What's this fucking, what are these guys doing? They're preying upon you. Don't let this happen to you anymore. So why don't you check back in with us in a few months? Tell us how that's been going for you. We need and a I gong hope it helps. that we can hit when you're done. We can say O'Neal <laughs> has spoken and then hit the gong. I feel like I'm changing lives today. <laughs> so the that's ho- girl from New Zealand. We Listen, may have we may have got hope that if somebody you. out there was into horse sex, we may you may have shamed them out of their behavior. <laughs> I hope, wait, 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 yeah, I hope so. <laughs> These fucking horses, this, uh, whatever. Well, this has been an interesting episode. We've had our highs, we've had our lows. It's been an emotional roller coaster for us and all of you listening, maybe. Either way, we'll be back with episode 34. Uh, yeah. We, leave us, please. We're, uh, thank you for everyone who's left us reviews. They've, they've really trickled up. There's we, been an outpour of support lately. But we need more. We can never get enough support. We are greedy gluttons. We're review gluttons. We don't get paid. All we like is five-star reviews. And the only thing we do is every few days, check those reviews, see if we got any new five stars, and it really keeps us motivated. So please, leave us a five-star review with a comment. I Thousand by summer. I don't give a shit what it says. Please do it. We need it. Tell your friends. Put up fucking stickers wherever the yeah. fuck you want go rogue rogue marketing i love it spread the word let's have a contest whoever does the most rogue marketing and if you get in gets, trouble we uh, didn't tell you to do it gets, i don't even know what would we would give as a prize we'll give you that secret 40 minute exclusive bushman footage maybe a call into the show that could be too a live you can go live on the air with Danish and O'Neill. And if you're terrible, we'll just shit on you for a little while. Well, you can also call it and we will <laughs> ridicule you. <laughs> All right. That's episode 33 in the books. Uh, was uh, <laughs> I don't know how people are going to react to it. But again, we just do this for ourselves. That's true. <laughs> I'm the Danish. And I'm Dr. O'Neill. Danish and O'Neill show. Another one in the books. Episode 33. Do you think we can change it to to Danish and Dr. (laughs) O'Neill? We'll have to apply, I think, for that. We'll see. (laughs) Okay. Enjoy your Monday or whatever day it is you listen to us. And remember, not everyone loves you. And we don't even love you either. (laughs) But we love some of you, probably, (laughs) if you're good people. But some of you are probably perverts. (laughs) And we don't love you. That's why we do lowbrow comedy. It's to There's been a lot of people out. being lowbrow, but I think it's just mocking the fact that, that we say it's lowbrow. We're nobrow. Somebody I don't know said, how many times I have to say it. Somebody said they tried to get their girlfriend to listen to it, and she thought we were fucking morons. <laughs> well, guess what? How many books did your girlfriend yeah. read last year, sir? Well, yeah, and how many people's lives did your girlfriend change? Well, I don't know. She might be a doctor or a nurse. <laughs> Maybe she did. <laughs> Probably tell her to way more people tell her to tell us stuff about her life so we can ridicule it. We put it all on the line out here. We're putting ourselves out there, lady. Whether you like it or not, we're going to keep doing it.
Yeah. And your boy, your boyfriend may find a new lady who likes the Danish O'Neill. So you better keep your lowbrow comments to yourself. And your little barbs. Yeah. They they cut. Not deep. But we're human. We feel. And Sorry. They, and they cut. Sorry for making your boyfriend happy. Hey, maybe you maybe we should just let him spend all his time with you. That's what you want. Sounds like this lady <laughs> is trying to control your life. Sir, you need to get away from her. Get out of this relationship. <laughs> you know who's not listening to this? Your girlfriend. So we can say whatever the fuck we want about Yeah, it. but thanks for the review. Yeah, All right. Thanks a lot. And have your girlfriend leave one from her account. Thank you. <laughs> Adios. We've been Danish and O'Neill.